everyone. My name is Jonathan Freese, and you are listening to What the Flock, where we talk about topics that have caused so much damage people don't come to church anymore. I'm the senior pastor of Music of Life Church Appleton, and I'm joined by the senior pastor of Music of Life Church Kimberly, Pastor Joel Swakowski. Hey, ya, Pastor Joel. Hey, ya, Pastor Jonathan. How you doing? I'm great. Excited for today's episode. Yes, because we are going to be talking about doctrine. Yeah, and I like that. Specifically, the Apostles' Doctrine. Ooh, a nice little twist there. Yes, Apostles' Doctrine is today's topic. Now, would you kindly teach us and inform us of the background of this topic? So we did an episode last season, season three, episode 14, about doctrine. Mm-hmm. In that episode, we focus primarily on the necessity for doctrine in intentionally getting saved, intentionally growing in sanctification, and intentionally helping others do the same. And that was really, you know, season three, our theme was, what do I do after salvation? So that episode fit really well under that season's theme. In this episode today, we'll be coming at doctrine or the apostles' doctrine through the lens of the church, especially since it's one of the four causes of church that we already taught about in episode two of this season from Acts 2.42. There are four causes of church, and this is the third of four that we've covered. So we already did breaking of bread and fellowship. Here we're doing apostles doctrine, and later on we will get to prayer as well. Excellent. How have people been hurt by this topic in the church? Well, because it's apostles doctrine, it means we have two conflicts when it comes to doctrine in and of itself. Leaders have lumped the different levels of text into one. We've learned there is what you read. There's the specific meaning or the why. Mm -hmm. And then there's the truth or the doctrine what is true the principles that are true regardless of the context that's the how nice so leaders having lumped the different levels of text really makes it so that anything in scripture is apostles doctrine or they've taken man's words and put those in place of the bible so we see that right there a conflict comes from this doctrine When it comes to apostle, this is speaking of their role of apostle, which their role of apostle is someone who begins a work or blazes a trail. This covers doctrine that is foundational and and not understood or practiced in the church. So that'd be another part of why this is an issue. So the apostle's doctrine is the foundational explanation for key doctrine That is true in every application, and especially as it relates to the church. Nice. So when these issues impact the church, when this conflict happens, there's a strict side and a loose side that happens. What's the strict side, Pastor Joel? How do they see this topic? Pastors and leaders on the strict side make the apostles' doctrine the cause and the purpose of church. And then they you know, will panic at their inability to explain it. 
So then they tend to use or emphasize man-made books and explanations to run their church, which ends up turning the church into a business. Hmm. Now, remember this apostles doctrine is just one quarter of the church, one of the four causes. So if I make this cause the cause of the church, it really makes everything about the sermon that I preach. Oh, okay. So ask people what pastors do. Like ask a normal person, what does a pastor do? What's their job? And more often than not, you'll hear that person say, well, they, they preach a sermon every week. Oh, dang. Right. So that's what you mean by the, the cause of the church. Making this one, uh, essentially the cause and the other three just supplementary. So you come to church to hear a sermon. You come to church to be taught. And that, and if you were taught, if you heard the sermon or if you're the preacher and you preached a sermon, mission accomplished. Yeah, I did my job. Ooh, dang. Yeah. Okay. So how do these people in the strict side support their perspective? With the Bible. Well, the emphasis of the apostles' doctrine causes them to have to be right and be able to answer every question, like apologetics, right? Okay. So the focus on the strict side with any biblical support is any scripture focusing on the what. And that's what we learned. Apologetics is me really trying to be able to answer every question instead of having the doctrine I need to understand the truth of a situation. Just give me all the different contexts, every context in the world. Give me the answer for every question and I have to memorize it. What this does though, having this mentality of, I have to be able to answer every question. I can't ever be wrong. I have to be right. Results in people on this side of the argument stating what's or stating what the scripture says and then putting their own interpretation behind it and either refusing to explain it or distracting you from their answer. So the, the biblical support here is really not a specific verse as much as it is the manner in which people on this side use the scriptures. Nice. How would you handle an interaction with someone who held the strict perspective? Well, in any topic that I'm discussing with this person, I could ask them to give their own explanation for the words and concepts that they use and that they believe not another man's. I don't want to hear you quoting another man When I ask you a question about what you believe, then I also like to ask them to use the Bible to support the how and why of what they're doing. Not just what, but give me a non-contradictory app, a non-contradictory interpretation that's supported through scripture. And then another great question would just be to ask them about the other three causes of church. Ask them what their job description is and hopefully be able to have a healthy discussion over what, what the apostles doctrine actually is. And also how it's one of four 
causes of church. Amazing. To summarize the strict perspective, we have this man-made doctrine is replacing the apostles' doctrine. It's essentially where we're at here. But before we go into the loose perspective, let's go ahead and take a call from McMillan, Alabama. Look at that. It's Pastor Richard Tater. Go ahead, Pastor Tater. You are on the line. Hello, Pastor Joe, Pastor Jonathan. It is Richard Tater. How y'all doing? Uh, I have already shared what I have to say upon this matter when I told you the story about how I left my previous church. Uh, the leadership couldn't explain their interpretation and instead focused on bullying and intimidating me. Like I said then, I didn't seem to learn from this because I would keep questioning regardless of the abuse they heaped upon me heap after heap. Doesn't that sound like one of the fivefold ministries? Uh, yeah. Sounds like an apostle. Yes, sirree, Pastor Jonathan. I've had quite the week, gentlemen. I believe God has clearly spoken to me that I'm an apostle. And then my study upon the matter confirmed it. The Apostle Paul stated that apostles are like men doomed to death because they don't stop when they get abused. No, they don't. Paul even listed all the abuse he encountered in the passage that you're referring to. <laughs> boy, oh boy, Pastor Joe, my life sure has made a lot of sense since I realized that I am an apostle. Yes, I can pastor, but it isn't going to feel like a shepherd. It's going to feel more like a bull, and pastors do not like bulls. <laughs> right. Before I understood the role of an apostle, I actually felt the same way. But I realized that shepherds are the leaders of sheep, while the apostle is more like a resource. Think about it like they're the wisest man. Mm, that makes a lot of sense, Pastor Jonathan. Huh. You know, I wonder if that is how my boy Dickie feels. Well, I'm glad you heard from God, Pastor. and can now help others as an apostle. Yes. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think doctrine has always been so important to me because I'm an apostle. I like what y'all saying about it only being a quarter of the church. And it, it would seem like the apostle is only really the expert at one quarter of the church. While the pastor is the expert at three quarters of the church. Oh, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. All right. Well, well thank you for taking my call, y'all. I'm going to hang up and listen. This has been my favorite podcast. To hate. God bless. Okay. Hey, hey. What a call from Pastor Tater. It's interesting, Pastor Joel, his response to abuse from his religious leaders is probably one of the biggest confirmations that he is an apostle. Yeah, and also his explanation for an apostle only being the expert on one quarter of church does emphasize the actual role of an apostle. I mean, after all, Paul was the apostle of several churches, but his expertise was doctrine. Nice. And the pastors were experts over everything else. You know, like the breaking of bread, the fellowship, the prayer. I love it. 
that's real. That's just a great way to see that as the wisest man, you know, the wisest man, like we talked about before is there to make sure that everyone stays on track. He's kind of keeping, keep making sure the leaders on track to keep everyone else on track. And it sounds like that's the apostles method of doing that. Yeah. And the doctrine that the apostle is going to have is going to be giving you the answer, regardless of the context. That's why Paul is able to have so many churches under his, you know, be an apostle of so many churches is he can help all these churches in any area because he has the answers that are deeper than the specific context. Beautiful. All right. We covered the strict side. Now let's cover the loose side. What's the other side of the argument, Pastor Joel? The loose side would really be defining the apostles doctrine as any scripture from Paul, the apostle, or really any of the apostles in the Bible. That's the apostles doctrine. Okay. Really emphasizing again, the what in an effort to justify a belief or enable another person's belief. The effect of this is we just kind of let people do whatever feels right in the church. I mean, at least they're doing something and I'm not going to harp too harshly on whether or not they're actually following God's word. I'm just happy people are trying to do something. Got it. And how have people been hurt by that perspective? Well, people are avoiding the truth of God's word. And this results in people thinking they're part of a church when really they're part of a business and they aren't getting the benefits of church. And without a lot of times, maybe even most of the times they're hurting themselves and they're hurting others as good of an intention, as good of intentions as they may have. If you were to have an interaction with someone on the loose perspective, how would you handle it? I would ask them some questions. We want to help these people. This isn't about nailing anyone to the wall. Nope. So I'm asking questions like, what is the purpose of church? Are people benefiting from church? Are people benefiting from the church you're a part of? Or are they getting worse? Are you hurting people by not helping them get God's will for their lives through the apostles doctrine? Mm. And really, here's one of the most important perspectives about the apostles doctrine. This is the only difference between a church and a business. The apostles doctrine is what guarantees that a church is a church and not a business. Amazing. When you see this going on in the church, apostles doctrine discussion, pastor Joel, what are your thoughts? I tend to think along three different lines, usually because I see three different types of people as it relates to this topic. There's the people I feel sorry for. These are people they're given their time. They're given their resources to a business that they think is facilitating God's will. And I feel even worse for the leaders of these businesses that are deceiving people into thinking it's church. And while the apostles doctrine is only one quarter of church, it's only one of the four causes it is the aspect that proves whether it is a church of God or a business of man. Then there's the group of people. I understand why they do what they do. 
These are people who leave the church when they can see that it is no different from any other organization in the world. That this is a place that's supposed to help me in my thought process, but it has in fact made me worse. There's a group of people that I'm impressed with. These are people who are intentionally bringing edification to the church through the apostles doctrine. Because although it is the responsibility of the apostle, we're all, the entire church is meant to embrace this cause Mm -hmm. and to live this cause and to even teach this cause. So these people that I'm impressed with are able to intentionally be leaders in the church because they understand how God wants the church to be managed. Excellent. So what is the ultimate answer? Well, we've seen in the doctrine episode, kind of be, be, the ultimate answer is basically the same thing in the context of the apostles doctrine, but doctrine is God's language. Doctrine is truth. It is the information that is true the principles that are true, regardless of the context. This episode took that concept into the realm of church, hence the apostles doctrine. So you can see it as doctrine for the managing of the church. Oh, I like that a lot. That's cool. And we've seen doctrine works in every context. Doctrine works with every person. And because of those things, doctrine is key for discipleship. And discipleship, we covered, we covered that last episode of the season where we, season three, where it was, what do we do after salvation? Here, we can see discipleship is not just a ministry of the church. It is the ministry of the church. And without the apostles' doctrine, we can't intentionally lead the church in discipleship we can't intentionally lead the church in the way God has intended us to. Now we've seen through the fellowship cause and the breaking of bread cause fellowship brings the emotional benefit to the church. We've seen breaking of bread brings the physical benefit to the church. The apostles doctrine brings the mental benefit to the church. Nice. In mental health, starts with definitions. So the apostles doctrine implying when I say the apostles doctrine implying it's the right doctrine with the right meaning and the right use according to God. If I have the apostles doctrine, it would help me have a healthy mental life. Mm. Healthy meaning I'm able to repair intentionally in my mental life. Now, when I look at the Acts Church, the four causes of church as a whole are drivers, right? These are things I ought to be focused on more over time with the community of believers that I'm a member of, all four of them as a whole. But when I look at each of them on their own, the perspective shifts a little bit. Okay. So with fellowship, we've seen that in and of itself, fellowship alone is a driver, meaning there is not an amount that is too much when it comes more to is that. better, right? More, more is, is better. better. You're not going to reach a point where more becomes hurtful. Where with breaking of bread, we saw it as a hurdle in and of itself, by itself. If you isolate breaking of bread, there is a right amount that the church needs. And 
what this could look like being a hurdle is yeah, more isn't always better. Too much breaking of bread will cause damage. Right. But we saw that the right amount, the right amount of breaking of bread was the amount that facilitates the other three causes of church. Nice. Now the apostles doctrine is also a hurdle. What? Yeah. And the reason is, is because I either have it or I don't. Once I have the apostles doctrine, I can't have it more. So for instance, once I understand the doctrine of salvation, I can't have the doctrine of salvation more. I either have it or I don't. Nice. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Now I can personally continue to grow in living it out. I can personally continue to grow in giving it to others. But the right amount of the apostles' doctrine is the amount that facilitates the church to actually be and intentionally be the community of people that can bring the word and will of God to the earth. We don't have that yet. So my encouragement to you all would be, go after the apostles' doctrine. (laughs) Go after it. And we can, you know what, we can say we have enough apostles doctrine once the church actually starts successfully and intentionally being the community that brings the word and will of God to the earth. Amazing. And what we would, what we would see in a church that has the apostles doctrine is a mentally healthy church. Right. So one way to see that a church is unhealthy is to if there's a lot of mental health issues within the church yeah solution would be hey these people this church needs to get or live out or apply the apostles doctrine absolutely and we because we've seen you know these mental health issues primarily are caused by contradictions in these key concepts these key beliefs in a person's worldview And the apostles doctrine would dissolve that issue because it would give you the right information to see the world, the way it really runs and the way God works. Amazing. Thank you, Pastor Joel. This has been what the flock. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, if you've been hurt by church, you're not alone. We're here for you.